Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim V P. Jim V P. Jim V P. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Welcome back to Believe in Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. And as always, I'm your very excited host, Anthony DiNardo. That's Cap. I'm not always this excited. In fact, last time I spoke with y'all, I was quite down. Now, that was after the Miami Heat beat the Chicago Bulls to advance to the playoffs. But let's just say I wasn't feeling as optimistic as I am now, as the Miami Heat are up 3-1 on the Milwaukee Bucks. I am recording this on Tuesday. If you're listening on Wednesday, the game is tonight, uh, as Game 5 is Wednesday at 9.30. The game is at 9.30 at night. That kind of sucks. I do have my men's league game at 9.30, but that'll take like an hour. I'll see most of the second half and, of course, DVR to watch the rest because the Miami Heat will close out the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee Game 5. You heard it here first. We got to address, though, the different tone this podcast has from the last one because this is actually my first part of the playoffs. I've been busy about the last week and a half, wanted to let some things settle in for the playoffs before I come out with a pod and I have enough uh, material to give you all a full analysis of what I've seen so far because every game has been insane. So uh, to start off, yeah, I'm shocked. Uh, Now, I know last time we spoke also, I was questioning whether I even wanted this playoff series because I did not want to get swept just like we did in 2021. Uh, needless to say, thank God we got it. I was wrong. I mean, I'm not gonna say I wanted the higher pick. Uh, I was on the fence whether I wanted it, but that side of me that was on the fence was certainly wrong. Uh, also, <laughs> I need to address for those of y'all watching the video side because we are on all audio podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Pod, etc. But we're also on YouTube. Just search Anthony Leonardo. And if y'all watching the YouTube side, you see I got my Michael Jordan jersey on because people people say theorize. There's actually some good evidence. So people theorize that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son. I say, no, 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 no. I say Michael Jordan is Jimmy Butler's son. But but we're going to get into that. I've changed the subject like six times this this already, or 56 times, if you know what I'm saying, baby, Jim VP. Anyways, <laughs> so so last pod it was right after he beat the Bulls. We know that we were going to face the Bucks. I said the Heat would get swept. Obviously, that's not likely. They better win the series now, up 3-1. to one. You can't go and lose it now. It wouldn't shock me if they lost the series just because the Bucks are a great team, but we're not going to do that this episode, man. We're not going to do that. Uh, so we knew we were going to face the Bucks. Like I said, I thought we were going to get swept. Of course, they went out there with game one, and uh, they won. <laughs> I felt super excited. Now, my uh, my excitement was toned down by the fact that Tyler Hero got injured, but we won't get into that a little bit later, too. Uh, they did have game two. They got absolutely stomped. It's kind of expected. The Bucks shot so poor in game one, expecting them to bounce back. And then you kind of had a blowout winning your own in game three. And of course, last night was game four. One of the greatest games of all time. Jimmy Butler carrying, putting the whole team on his back and 56 points to get the dub. Now, a couple of things that I want to talk about overall and just the whole playoffs as a general for Miami Heat is the three-point shooting differences have been insane. So we all know last year, the Miami Heat finished the regular season number one in three-point shooting, then went into the playoffs and all that shooting fell off a cliff. Nobody could shoot no more. Max Struess was nowhere to be found. Gabe Vincent was nowhere to be found. Duncan Robinson had the most efficient shooting game of all time, game one versus the Hawks, and then he was nowhere to be found. So going into this playoffs, obviously everybody was pretty negative, including myself. I expected to get swept. But I thought to myself for a second, I was like, how cool of a dream would it be if they do the exact opposite of what they did last year? Because all last year, number one, 
playoffs came and I said, damn, water reaches its level. As Spo likes to say, uh, everything evens out. You were so good, then you were so bad, you even back out. So I was thinking, well, they were so bad this year. What if they just do historic shooting in the playoffs and even itself back out? Uh, that is a thought I actually had. Uh, but then I'm like, time to stop dreaming. That's just fantasy land talk. But my God, through four games of this playoffs, they are freaking doing it. This Heat team, 28th in three-point shooting the regular season, is now number one in the playoffs in three-point shooting and number one in scoring, by the way, which they struggle to score against the Hawks. I mean, we talked about this. I thought the Bucs was going to lock us down in, and we might not have a single game over 100 points. That's how down I was. So now we're sitting here, up 3-1 on the Bucs, four games into the playoffs, and we lead every, every playoff team in scoring. We lead every playoff team in, in three-point shooting. It's just unreal fantasy land dream come true stuff. Uh, long way to go. They haven't done nothing yet. As excited as I am to be up 3-1 and to have a, a 56 all-time performance from Jimmy Butler, I mean, if they were to blow this series, uh, I would have rather had the higher draft pick. But if they win this series, I'll certainly be happy, even if they lose to the next round, which might be to the Knicks. But that could be a whole other thing. But that would be fun, man. I mean, we're not going to preview no Heat Knicks today because both those teams still got to, you know, win one more game to go on. But, I mean, I, I ain't got to explain to y'all. could imagine what Heat Knicks, how how wild that would be, baby. Uh, but let's see what else I got on this list here. Uh, we got to talk some more about Jimmy Butler, man. Uh, I have never seen a player elevate his game from regular season to playoffs like Jimmy Butler. The way he takes over in these games reminds me of LeBron. A lot of people were saying that this 56 by Jimmy is one of the greatest, if not the greatest heat performance ever. That's hella cap. Uh, because right off rip, you got D-Wade, Game 3, 2006. You got LeBron, Game 6 in Boston. And then, in my opinion, the three after that are all Jimmy Butler games that are not this 56-point game. Uh, I got the two in the finals, 2020, Game 3, Game 5. And then I have Game 6 last year versus Boston. After those five games, Jimmy Butler last night might have the sixth best performance in playoff history, in, my, in, in Heat history, in my opinion. Uh, and he's easily, he's, he's already was, but he just re-solidified himself as the third greatest player in Heat history. Again, saw a lot of people saying he might be one or two. He's not D-Wade, he's not LeBron, certainly not without a ring, let alone three that that, that those guys have or had with the Heat, uh, in LeBron case, two with the Heat. But still, uh, the way he elevates his game is unreal. He is the definition of a superstar. I've been saying that all year, for years now, even before I had this podcast, so many people would argue that James Harden is better than Jimmy. Playoff P, Paul George is better than Jimmy Butler. And for years, I've said that's stupid. When I go out there and I tell people that Jimmy Butler is better than James Harden, a guy for the last few years we saw, you know, when he had his own teams in, in Houston, people were saying, seeing, oh, the 60-point triple doubles, the 50-point games, the crosses, all the highlights. And then I sit there and say, he's not better than Jimmy Butler. They look at me like I'm crazy. Same with Paul George. Guy that could light up the box score, two-way player, really no weakness on the basketball court, a phenomenal three-point shooter. Uh, and I'd say that to people that Jimmy Butler's a better player, they'd look at me like I'm crazy. And I'd explain and say, well, look what they do in the playoffs, okay? If somebody tells you, playoff Jimmy, and then someone else tells you, playoff P, you have two complete opposite visions in your mind of what those players mean. 
When you think of playoff P, you think of a guy choking in game sevens, shooting 20%, sitting the, uh, hitting the side of the backboard on his threes in the corner. That's what you think of. When you hear playoff Jimmy, you think of him. You think of him, the guy on my jersey, Michael Jordan. You think of a guy who cannot be stopped, and if he wants to win, guess what? God damn it, he's winning that game. That's what you think of when you think of playoff Jimmy. And that, to me, is a sign of a superstar. Not what you do in the regular season. Anybody could score in the regular season. Half these dudes don't even care because they're saving their body for the playoffs. But when you go into the playoffs, when you have entire teams scheming against you and everybody is giving 100% for every second on the basketball court, that's a superstar when you can still thrive in those, in, in those conditions and not even thrive, elevate your game. Jimmy Bell is elevating his game. It's, it's unreal. Definition of a superstar, Hall of Fame lock. I don't care if he gets, uh, gets a ring or not. Well, obviously I care, but with regards to his Hall of Fame status, lock. Because you cannot name five players that are better than Jimmy Butler when it comes to the playoffs. You can't do it. That's the most important parts of the game. Uh, not to mention in this series alone, he's doing against the Milwaukee Bucks, who have a former defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's won one, but he's obviously been front runners multiple times. You have Brooke Lopez, who came second in defensive player of the year. You have Drew Holiday, who every NBA player says is the best defender in the league. You have Jimmy cooking all of those guys. He's not playing a, some lowly Hawks team. He's playing the Milwaukee Bucks, the best defense in the NBA in the regular season, and he's unstoppable. He, he is leaving them flustered and flabbergasted in every other sense of the word that means the same thing. They are stunned. They are shocked. They walked into a Jimmy Butler buzzsaw and never saw it coming. It's phenomenal stuff. It, 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 really, it really is incredible stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about the games earlier. Obviously, game one, we said was incredible. Jimmy Butler, duh, 35-11 and 11 at game. Playoff Jimmy did not wait to get his seat at the table. But also, I want to give some shine to Kevin Love, man. Uh, he's been a little up and down since game one, but he was a monster in game one, and they don't win that game without him. His three-point shooting was incredible. I think he had 18 points. He was drawing charges all over the place. And don't get me started, Bucks fans. The one saying that was a dirty play on Kevin Love where, where Giannis got hurt. First of all, that probably should have even been a charge on Giannis, let alone a dirty play by Kevin Love. That's just nonsense. I don't want to hear it. But it is very, very unfortunate. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't care if it's an opponent. I was very sad Giannis got hurt because I don't want to see anyone get hurt, especially someone like Giannis, who's one of the best players in this league and obviously a very nice guy and and everything like that. Uh, Now, he did bruise his tailbone. He obviously missed the rest of game one, missed games two and three, but was back for game four which I'm glad, baby. One, because the Bucks might actually be better without him, or they might match up better with Miami without him because the Miami kind of seems to have Giannis figured out uh, and their shooters seem to kill us. So obviously when you have, less, or when you have no Giannis, the shooters kind of get some more run. Uh, but also, if the Heat would have won this series and Giannis didn't come back, that's all we would have heard. Now, I wouldn't care. A win is a win. That's all I care about, baby. But now I don't got to hear it. Giannis came back. Uh, then you had game, uh, oh, no, of course, game one, Tyler Hero got hurt. Now, very sad. I was very sad, uh, particularly because I believe this is a make or break year, for, a postseason for Tyler Hero. He's said as much. I think we all know it. And uh, he was playing very well in that game one. And then he dove for a ball, broke his hand on Grayson Allen's arm. One, I don't really know how he broke his hand. I mean, he hit the guy's wrist. I don't know how fast he was going that that could actually break fingers in his hand. Whatever. Two, 
I mean, it's been touched on a lot, so I don't want to speak on it too long, but it was dumb to die for the ball. He had no shot to get it, and uh, that was off of like a tip into the backcourt, so the Bucks only had like six seconds on the shot clock. They had to go beyond half court in six seconds. All you wanted to do was, was not gamble, stay in front of your guy, force him into a tough shot at the end of the shot clock. Bad gamble, obviously, uh, what happened happened. It's very sad. Uh, I do feel for Tyler Hero. I do like Tyler Hero as a player. Uh, I do think he played his last game in the Miami Heat jersey, but that's obviously for offseason talk. But most importantly, hope he's okay. And, of course, love the hustle. I mean, in the playoffs, uh, you love to see a guy hustle, so I don't want to knock him for that either. Now, game two was expected. You you had uh, Middleton and Portis kind of die down after game two also because those guys kind of killed us in games one and two, uh, as they always do. Uh, actually, I'm not going to lie. I kept betting the Middleton overs on the anonymous player prop betting app that doesn't sponsor me, so I want to say their name. Uh, but Middleton has gone under the last couple games, so they've seemed to uh, play pretty well on him and obviously Portis as well. So those guys are typically heat killers. If they can keep them in check, I also like our chances. Uh, moving on to game three was the most sad win ever. Uh, and of course I'm speaking because Victor Oladipo, um, what an incredible game. I mean, Duncan Robinson came in, balled out, uh, him and Depot both had really good games. Actually going into that game, I, I was kind of under the camp that I wanted Depot to start in place of Tyler. That was obviously a big topic of a discussion a few days ago. Uh, and people were saying, oh, maybe it's Tyler or maybe it's Depot, maybe it's Duncan, uh, maybe you slide up and start Zeller because we were getting killed on the board. There was all kind of uh, all kinds of uh, stuff that was being discussed. I even heard some Highsmith talk, which he had to get some run in the last game because Bam had foul trouble. Not a fan of the man, even though he did fine, I suppose. Uh, but, I mean, he is what he is. Let me not act like Highsmith is going to make or break the series one way or another. But uh, wanted Depot to start. He did not start. They started Duncan Robinson. Balled out. We needed that. Uh, Depot did come off the bench, of course. It played really well. And then we got the news at the end of the game. Uh, well, we all kind of knew when it happened that he tore something. He was driving to the basket late, four minutes to go. The Heat were up big, but with four minutes to go, I don't blame Spo for not taking him out. I mean, it was like a, I think it was under 20 with four minutes to go, something like that. So not out of the realm of possibility where you're up 30 with a minute to go like Tom Thibodeau and his guys get hurt. So it's no one's fault. It's just an unfortunate situation. We all know that it's extra unfortunate because it happened to Victor Oladipo, one of the nicest guys, a guy who's coming back from back-to-back season-ending uh, injuries over the last few years. Uh, it sucks. And because he was playing so well. The basketball implications are obvious. He's playing very well. Great two-way player. The offense was picking up a little bit. Uh, so it sucks they want to have him for that. But again, most importantly, you want to hope he gets well because uh, I don't think it's a guarantee that he plays basketball again. Uh I know his mental toughness is up there with the elites. Uh, I know he said he's going to get through this. I, I really pray and hope that he does. Uh, but I, I can't imagine how difficult a road that's going to be. They said he could miss six months to a year. So if he does miss six months on the short side, maybe he could be back next season. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Just hope Depot is doing good. Uh, and uh, miss him out there, man. He's a, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, game four, moving on. All-time game. I'm not going to cap. I'm going to get this out of the way off rip. There was periods of time that I shut the game off. I'm so sorry. Now, listen, before y'all say anything, I did turn the game back on for the ending because when I did shut it off previously, I was keeping track of the score, saw I was getting close, turned it back on, saw the Jimmy Masterclass. It was chef's kiss beautiful. 
the reasons I shut it off a little earlier, it's not because I was frustrated they were losing or, or gave up hope because it never really got out of hand. Never really got more than 15, I believe. Uh, so, of course, the game was always within reach. But I was getting so frustrated watching Bam Adebayo. The whole team, really, outside of Caleb Martin, who hooped. And again, Bam and even Kyle Lowry played well down the stretch. Duncan shot well, too. Whatever. But throughout the whole game, Jimmy Butler was the only one that could do anything. And it made me really, really sad that we, are, we have an all-time player on our team. And we will not have success because we can't get him any help. The four other big money guys, or three other big money guys that you paid, uh, no, four, four of the big money guys that you paid outside of Jimmy have all sucked. You have Kyle Lowry, who's obviously been terrible this year. Duncan Robinson, who's been terrible this year. Again, those two guys have been okay in the playoffs. We'll see what happens going forward, but regular season, been terrible. Tyler Hero hasn't been terrible, but he certainly uh, took a step back from last year, and that's not what you want to see when you give a guy a rookie extension. And then same with Bam Adebayo, who looked like a star first half of the season. And then, that noise was supposed to be him falling off a cliff. Uh, I wish I didn't do that, but it's already there, and I ain't editing it out. That was the sound of Bam Adebayo's season falling off a cliff, because the second half of the year, uh, he was terrible. And that's continuing into the playoffs. Uh, He's not been good. I think last game, he was even like 4-14, something terrible like that. He can't dribble, can't post up. Has no confidence, can't pass, can't do nothing out there. Besides play defense. Defense is elite. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, dude can defend. Best defender in the league still. Uh, but it's unfortunate that he took a step back. I'm hoping this is just a bad matchup for him. And if the Heat do advance and go into the next series, he can pick it up a bit because they can't beat. Well, I want to say they can't beat anyone without him. But here they are about to beat the damn Bucks without Bam playing well. So who knows? Uh but outside of them in game four, we talked about Caleb Martin. The ball's on him. Insane. Pulling up in the corner with Giannis on him. You know, toe on the line, Caleb Martin is basically prime Ray Allen. That dude does not miss. Now, I wish they were threes, but hey, he does not miss when his toe's on the line. Monster shots down the stretch. Great defense from everyone. Just an all-time game from game four. And that's why we hype this podcast, baby. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say, man. Game five is tomorrow night or Wednesday, depending on when you listen to this, 9.30 p.m., and I just want to say, please, somebody, for the love of God, help Jimmy Butler. That's all I got to say. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.